This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? You better visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That is 208-467-7468. Welcome everyone to the Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith. You guys get ready to laugh, maybe cry, but most definitely be inspired. Let's get started. Awesome, you guys. On today's episode of the Leadership Podcast, we have my beautiful friend, Jocelyn, um, who actually joined me on episode 18 last year. Um, and we had an open conversation about racism. I highly recommend checking that episode out. You can get to know Jocelyn even a little bit more with that episode. Um, so don't miss that. But today's episode will actually be a little different because, well, Jocelyn and I actually met about five to six years ago, maybe. I think, am I right? Yeah. And, um, I've actually watched her story unfold. Like I've been able to be a fly on the wall, almost watching this unfold her little fairy tale story that I absolutely love. And I'm excited for you guys to listen to, and you might possibly be able to resonate to her story and be blessed by it. I know you'll be blessed by it, but I want to know listeners, raise your hand in your car, wherever you are. Um, if you are a stepmom or if you know a stepmom, or if you were raised by a step parent, I want to know, raise your hand. Um, and you know what, like if, if you are, or if you know someone who's a stepmom, I want you to send this episode to them because it'll absolutely resonate with them and bless their life. Um, I don't want to give too much away about Jocelyn's story. Um, so Jocelyn, let's get started. Let's get started from the very beginning of when you met or even a little bit before you met Sheldon, your husband now. So go ahead and just take it away, girl. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I'm honored to be here. Um, but yeah, we'll just jump right in. So um, I guess, gosh, where do I start? Um, I, The day I met my husband, I knew he was going to be my husband. Um, you know how they say that, like, you just know, you know. Well, I did know. And I, prior to that, was gosh 30 35 I think 34 somewhere like that and I remember thinking I was never going to meet my husband I was going to be single for the rest of my life I'm absolutely sure of it and um the day I met my husband I knew I was like nope this is this is the man and um we met at church and um I'll give the short version because 
my husband and I have, have shared our story on my podcast. Um, but we met at church and, um, it was an instant connection and he just recently had been, um, separated, was in the process of a divorce and had three kids. And, um, he was the full-time parent of the three kids. So that meant, um, he had full custody that they were with him full-time and, um, right away, I, like I said, I, I, there was an instant connection and I knew, um, but because of his situation, we were trying to be very, um, integrous. And, um, while we talked a lot, we, we were very mindful of dating and being around the kids and just trying to make sure that, um, yeah, that we did it the right way, which meant we wanted to make sure his divorce was final, um, in order for us to proceed Um, but once his divorce was final, we quickly jumped into a dating relationship, um, which was awesome because we had built a friendship with all of our phone conversations and FaceTimes. And, uh, then I quickly met, um, his three kids who were young, um, Ellie, who's the youngest at the time she was two and, um, our middle was by four and then oldest was five. That's how old they were when I met them. So um very, very young. Can I ask really and, quickly? Just yeah. So Sheldon also, like you guys both at the same time, correct correct me if I'm wrong, like both her like God said, like this is gonna be your wife, this is gonna be your husband. So it wasn't like well, you tell me, but like it wasn't like Jocelyn's like, this is gonna be my husband, and then it's like you're pursuing him. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um I, I, for me, I knew right away, God was like, this is who it is. And I think for him, he, I, I I don't think God was like, yeah, this is a person for you, but he had been praying that God would make it clear, um, whether he was supposed to continue to pursue his ex-wife and, or, you know, I guess she was still his wife at the time. Um, and because like we were in that situation, that's why we didn't really pursue one another. And we had a lot of conversations. Um, but I was very clear that, um, I deserved to be pursued. And so, um, I wasn't going to allow my heart to get fully wrapped up until he was ready to pursue me wholeheartedly. And at at the time that we met, he wasn't quite there. Well, first of all, good for you. (laughs) Because you deserve the best and you deserve to be pursued and things to be a very clear line um, before things like would get messy. Um, And just as an outsider, someone who doesn't know you, um, listening, Jocelyn is not a homewrecker in any way, shape or form. This was not like, because it it may sound like, oh, Jocelyn was pursuing this guy who was not yet divorced. So just so you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. And to clarify, um, so his ex, his now ex-wife, um, had an affair and decided that she, um, no longer wanted to be married to, um, my husband and that she, you know, wanted to separate from her current life that she was living, which was, you know, mom of three young children staying home. Um, she wanted to separate herself from that. So she chose to leave. 
um, and left my husband with the three kids and she chose to pursue, um, a really relationship with her. Um, well, he's her now husband, but her, her boyfriend at the time. So, um, so no, I, I came in after they had already separated after she had already expressed wanting to leave and, or not expressed did. Mm. Um, so yeah. So, and, and honestly, that's part of the reason why, um, we were just friends at the beginning because, um, he was still going through a really huge grief process. Um, you know, uh, the uprooting of his whole life. Um, he had to immediately stay home, um, with the three kids and, um, just really trying to adjust to what was happening, um, in his family. So, um, obviously we wanted to make sure that, when it was time to move forward, that he had processed the grief, that he had gone to counseling, um, that he was ready to move on, um, that he felt um, that essentially that God had given him the okay to move on um, from his marriage. So there was a lot of pieces to it. Um, but once we got to that point and, um, you know, the divorce was final and it was like, okay, like it, it was just this freedom of yeah. us to be be able to move forward, um, and pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, so we got married and how quickly, um, how, so you met the kids, how long had you been speaking with him and like building that relationship before you met the kids? Yeah. So we were talking off and on for about six months. Okay. Wow. Um, I think time. I met the kids once or twice briefly, mm-hmm. um, but it was in a group setting. Mm-hmm. Um, he had had other people over, so it wasn't like, hi, this is a yeah. girl. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very like, this is Jocelyn, and that was really about it. But I didn't like have them one-on-one until um, after we started dating. Yeah. Okay. And then you got, and so that was six months, you, then you met them, and then how much longer later did you get married? So we got engaged. So we met in February and were, we got engaged the end of November of that same year. Amazing. So very quickly. Amazing. <laughs> um, and then that following April, we were, we were married. So um, it was, you know, about a, a year, a little over a year, yeah. uh, full, full circle. Yeah. Um, but again, I was older, so, you know, I, ha- I knew what I was wanting and, um, we did have, a. I mean, the first conversation we had was about children. Yep. Um, because he had three and I had none and I wanted to make sure that he was open to at least having one more child because if not, I wasn't going to pursue a relationship with him. So, our conversations from the very, very beginning were way more intense than just your normal, like dating type combos. And, and same with, with me, you know, I mean, he was asking me the tough questions about dealing with another, you know, woman, um, the kid's mom and having three kids and what that looks like. And so right off the bat, we had hard combos. Um, but I think that we were very realistic with our situation and what that looked like. So well, and you, um, when you good. jumped in, you like you jumped in, um, how soon after, or maybe it was before, was it like full-time custody? Yeah. So we, um, 
currently now we have full physical and legal custody of his kids, um, which means that I have, I am the mom, essentially. I, I call myself the daily stepmom um, because unlike, well, there's a lot more now, but unlike your um, typical stepmom situation where the kids usually come every other weekend or it's a 50-50 split schedule. It's not that way for us. I have them every day in my home. I do all of the mom things because we have physical and legal custody, which means doctor's appointments, school stuff. Like I'm the one that takes care of that. And you have Um, for how long now? Oh gosh. Um, Okay. Let me think about this. So we got married in 2018 and by August of 2018, we had physical. Okay. So April to August. So August. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not married that long to then have full custody. No. And actually it was really interesting. So when I, when we were dating, um, like I said, when I met him, he had full custody, but not full legal custody. And for those of you who are not familiar with that means legal means, um, that you are usually when parents split, they split um, like physical, which means, you know, having them in your home, it's 50-50 or one parent has full physical custody. But usually both parents have split legal rights, meaning that they both get to make decisions based on that, what's best for that child. So um, medical appointments, um, where they go to school, um, signing them up for activities, things like that, that, that those are legal rights. Um, and like I said, normally, um, divorced parents split that because, you know, it's, it's about the kids. And, you know, if one parent needs to take them to the hospital, they need to have legal rights. I, I hope that makes sense. So, um, so that's originally when I met him, he had full physical custody, but they had split legal custody. And we were in the process, and by process, I mean we were going to court, and um, we were slowly going to transition her or transition the kids to a 50-50 custody agreement. And um, so it'd be 50-50 legal, 50-50 physical. And um, unfortunately, pretty quickly after we got married, Um, There were some really unfortunate events that were going on in her home with her new husband, and it involved our children, and um, CWS got involved, and um, we went through a very, very intense and hard season. Um, I mean, if you can imagine, not only was I just brand brand new married, um, never been married before, thrown into the role of being a stepmom, which I, I mean, I grew up around kids, but I didn't have children. And then on top of that, we are dealing with a court battle. Um, I mean, legal issues, CWS, like there was just so much. I was working full time. He was working. It was a lot. I mean, if, if I was going to have a mental breakdown, it was then I actually remember crying on my bathroom floor one time. It was so intense. Um, But so right after um, we got married, we kind of got thrown into this whole really awful situation. And um, uh, that was April, uh, July. um, The courts pulled 
um, a temporary custody from the kid's mom. And um, August uh, was when she, the courts decided that um, we would have full physical and legal custody. So um, it was a lot to take on in a first year of marriage. Um, I think there were a lot of struggles, a lot of um, misconceptions. I think I had unrealistic expectations um, going in to my marriage, um, not with my husband. Um, I think just with the situation overall, like I said, I thought we were going to have a 50-50 um, which didn't happen. And, um, yeah, I just, I was under the impression that things would just magically, uh, be okay. And that's not always the case. Um, so yeah, it was a really weird first year. Um, but thankfully things have calmed down. Um, we just celebrated our third year and our three year anniversary. So that's exciting. yeah, so things have kind of started to to calm down, and we're in a routine, and the kids are older, and and think more stable, you know. So yeah, that's so good. And like, I was listening to your podcast. For those of you who don't know, we're gonna get into that part, but she's got the Daily Mom, uh, Daily Step Mom podcast, and um, I like you said on there, you know, because you said you're like I didn't like dream of this. I didn't like, you know, it's so you just, you fell in love and things happen and it may not go your way, but the way that you're handling it and because of, you know, you going through this, you're, you're able, you're learning from it. You're honest about it. Very honest, which I love. And it's just so real. And you're able to help other women during this time or just through you learning. Right. And right. so, yeah, so you're a full-time stepmom. And so you probably, and I know you mentioned on the podcast, but, you know, your honeymoon looked a little different. Like things have looked a little different because when you're, when you get married right away. So, I mean, I got married really young and our engagement was, anyways, it was, everything was really fast, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it just, I was able to have that honeymoon phase and I was able to like, you know, right. and you can ease into children and like all the things and you're like, Whoa, here it is. I'm a mom, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. And it, and it was, I mean, and there's things like, you know, you don't even think about like, for example, you know what your kids like to eat and what they don't like to eat. Right. And that's just a part of being a mom. And I can remember, <sighs> right at the beginning, having to cook these dinners and they didn't, I would make something that they didn't like. And I just would feel so defeated because, Mm. you know, here I am trying to cook dinner and do this whole thing. And I mean, they were younger. So obviously when kids are young, they like only want mac and cheese and whatever. Right. But you're thrown (laughs) into it. You were just thrown into it instead of like this ease of, okay, like my child keeps liking macaroni, you know, like, Right. It's so different. And like it is how they sleep, like what they like, like, yeah. And there's so many things that, you know, I, I, when you're not used to having kids or have had that, um, slow build, I mean this it's, I, so for those of you who do listen to my podcast and are listening to Meredith, again, some of this you heard before, but, um, I can remember the, the, 
now I can look back and it makes total sense to me. But one of the first times we were with the kids and we went to go get food and um, they weren't hungry or they didn't want the food or I don't know. Um, but I got French fries and I'm eating my French fries. And the oldest of the three was like, can I have one of your, one of your French fries? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, what? And I was like, no, you cannot have a French fry. And he's like, but, but why? And I was like, because you didn't order. If you wanted French fries, you should have ordered French fries. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And like at the time, you know, Sheldon was my boyfriend. Yeah. At the time, he like looked over at me and he was like, well, you can't have one. And I was like, I don't, I mean, should I, I don't, do I, do I have to give him one? Like, you don't have to. And I, like, I didn't, I gave him one, but then it was like, I felt like I had to give him one because I was being mean if I didn't. But now having had my own son and it's just like, I have food on my plate and I give it to Declan, my yeah. son. Yeah. And it's not even like a second thought, but when you're not used to giving your kids food off your plate and a kid comes up and asks you, you're like, no, no. But, but as a mom, that's yeah. so second nature. Yeah. You just, you want water here, drink out of my water. Now yeah. you can have it because you've backwashed. Yeah. Like there's, it's just all these little things that you don't know. And then you're thrown into this life of almost like expecting to know it. And then if you don't know it or you express frustration or you talk about a hard situation as a step parent, you're kind of shunned. Like I've actually had, a, I have a lot of feedback, positive feedback, but I have had some people say, you know, like, um, this is awful that you feel resentment towards your stepkids. And it's like, well, if that's what you're taking out of everything I'm saying, then you're not understanding the big picture because I don't resent my stepkids. I don't. Do I sometimes resent the situation um, and the fact that I am having to be their full-time mother? Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that equals resentment towards the kids. I think right. I can resent the situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's funny because I think so many times stepmoms get this, like, flack. Like, you're either a saint or you're evil. Mm-hmm. And there's really no room in between. And it's funny because as a mom, you know, a mom expresses her frustration, her kids not doing their chores. I don't know. And a mom expresses their frustration and the response is hang in there, mom, you've got this. I've been through it. And a stepmom says it. And it's like, well, maybe you are being too forceful or maybe you should not have him do chores. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is like, no, we've got to stop this. And so I think because I've gone through so much in such a short amount of time, um, I mean, I've dealt with a high conflict situation. I've dealt with uh, CWS. I've dealt with a custody battle. I've dealt with, you know, having the kids full time, you know, all of these things. And um, I think that's kind of how everything just came about. Like I, I wanted to create a safe space for stepmoms because there wasn't. And Mm -hmm. if there was a platform for stepmoms, it was super negative. It was like, I hate the bio mom. I hate my stepkids. Like I hate, I hate, I hate. And I understand those feelings can come because I think we're all human. And I think we all have um, 
feelings where we struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted something that would acknowledge the struggle, but call me to look at it in a good light. Right. And so I think for me, I was like, okay, I don't really see a lot of this. So I'm going to create it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I want that space for other stepmoms and, yeah. and I'm still figuring it out. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll be really honest with you. I thought it was super important for me to have a really good relationship with the kids, um, stepmom. And I really was an advocate for stepmoms. I mean, sorry, bio mom, sorry, the kids. Bio yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was an advocate for stepmoms, um, working hard to have a good relationship with the kids bio mom and, um, through some situations that have happened lately, um, I realized that maybe I need to have some boundaries in place Mm -hmm. with, um, my relationship with the kid's mom. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, no, we should be BFFs. Like I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her about the kids. I want to send photos. I want to go get a drink of wine and just have conversation. And whilst, you know, that could work for some situations, um, I was finding that a lot more, um, it doesn't work. And, um, you as a stepmom kind of set yourself up for this cycle of defeat. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I've just, I recently learned that having healthy boundaries are in place. No, that doesn't mean, you know, I need to be a bitch to her. Yeah. I, I can say that, yeah, but like, yeah. you know, like I don't need to, go out of my way to be rude to her, but I also don't need to go out of my way to include her in my life. Right. right. Like yes. she has her life with the kids mm-hmm. and then we have ours and I don't need to constantly send her photos or videos and, um, and you can be cordial to, and right. Yeah. Kind. Right. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You know? And so, um, I think just I, like, the, and I think my point of that is, in saying is that I'm still learning too, you know, like I don't have it all figured out. I don't think you could ever have it all figured out. Um, but to have a place that other stepmoms can Mm. feel safe and just have conversation and say, I'm struggling with this. What do you suggest? Yeah. But again, it being like a positive approach versus. Yeah. I think that community and that freedom to kind of voice what you're thinking, but like asking for that constructive criticism or like some help in that area, because we can all say we've been there with the group of negative Nancy's. And then they're just like, "Mm, this is my favorite word. I've said it, I think on previous episodes of ask holes where they will ask for advice and literally never take it, but they just love airing the laundry and then asking for advice and never doing anything about it. They just love to complain. So this is a different type of community of people wanting to be better, but maybe knowing, okay, so in this situation have boundaries here or there. And I think that's so healthy just in every, I was talking to another, a stepdad actually recently. And I was like, I think you need to read the book boundaries for kids because children in general, doesn't matter, stepmom, real mom, whatever they, they need to have a clear line and um, like, it's not a gray area. It's almost like black and white because they need to know these boundaries. Um, and I think while growing up, you know, I don't know, like, like, hey, if I ask you to clean your room, like, I, 
there's going to be a consequence, you know, but right. if there is not a consequence, then it's a, it's a gray area. It's like, well, I don't really have to, because there was no, but, but in life, like if you read that book, boundaries for kids, I highly recommend it. There's boundaries and boundaries for kids. I forget the author, but he says, um, kids seek that out and children who go join gangs actually, because gangs are super black and white about like your punishment. <laughs> um, but they seek that out because they're just looking for that. Where's the, where is the end of the road? You know? So, um, I went off on a tangent, but, um, I just really love sure. that you are bringing people along in this journey with you. And, um, I feel I just watching your journey. I know you joined Natalie's brand makeover Academy and just yes. really seeing like, where, where do you like, what are you excited about? Who do you want to help? Like, how can you add value? And this is what birthed from it. Yeah. So it, it was interesting. I, I always knew that I wanted to help people. Um, I'm an entrepreneur by nature, um, as is my husband. And we both have such a passion and a heart for helping other people. And, um, I just didn't really know what that looked like. Um, but I knew I wanted to help people and yeah, shout out to amazing Nat. I did take her course and it just, this light bulb just clicked for me. And it was like, duh, stepmoms. Like that's what, that's what I do. Like I actually wrote a mini book. Um, it's called for such a time. And it's like a little workbook for stepmoms. And it really talks about having healthy expectations. And, um, in, in there, I, I, I referred to, you know, Esther and, and for such a time as this, because I, it would be easy for me to be like, woe is me. Why am I here? My life is so hard. I don't get to have this, this, and this, you know? Um, or I could look at it and say, wow, we went through this, this, and this, so I could help this woman over here, or I can reach out to that stepmom there. Or I can show my kids, like, this is how you overcome something. Um, mm -hmm. Or, I don't know, just to protect my kids in the situation that they were going through. Um, I truly believe if my husband and I, my husband, bless his heart, I love him to death, but he is not as, I don't know. I'll just. Like I, aware. Like. like... I, I think I'm just in people's space a little more. Mm -hmm. um, he's getting much better, but I am very direct. That yeah. That's a better word. She's a direct. three on the Enneagram. So she's <laughs> going to get things done. Okay. Yes. So I think if I wasn't married to him at that time, um, I mean, realistically, I don't know what situation my stepkids would be in. Mm. Um, I think they would have gone, they would have gotten through a lot more hurt than what they did go through. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know that for such a time as this, like mm -hmm. I was placed in this situation. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd be a stepmom, mm -hmm. but it's the role that God had for me. And, yes. um, and I love it, you know, and I still get to be a mom too. You know, my husband and I, we had our own son and, mm -hmm. um, called, it's called him ours baby. And, He's incredible. And my stepkids love him. Like he's their full yeah. brother, even yeah. though he's half, like they don't know any different. And, and so, you know, I think, yeah, it's just, I want to create, um, that positive mindset for yeah. other stepmoms and, and yeah. So I, I, 
um, launched a podcast. That's kind of what I started with first. Um, Which, by the way, when this all birthed, like it, when you said, oh, yeah, duh, like we all are like, oh, yeah, duh, because you (laughs) are totally like, I mean, I would ask you questions. I'm like, how are you handling this? How are you going about this? Like, you are just the person who I'd go to because you you do get things done and you do tell it like it is and you're not going to sugarcoat anything. And so it is just like watching you literally step into your flow and because, yeah, anyways, keep going. So you started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And flow is the exact word because once it clicked, everything just flowed. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I started a podcast and that's what I did first. And, um, I got, um, or I became a step parent certified coach, um, which is similar to a life coach, but I focus and specialize with step parents, specifically step moms, but I can coach step dads too. Um, and from there I launched a six week, um, it's called the Stepmom method and it was a six week coaching course. And it was incredible. I did my first course. Uh, we started in February. We just finished at the end of March. And um, yeah, it was awesome. I had six stepmoms and we just went over six specific topics, um, boundaries, uh, bio moms, stepkids, self-care, um, and a few other things that were, you know, relatable to the stepmoms. Yeah. And I loved it. Uh, we are kind of tweaking it um, before I relaunch it. Um, and I want to, while I do love having a group session, I am wanting to do more of like a one-on-one, two-on-one um, kind of session where a majority of it is going to be individual coaching, mm-hmm. but then I'm going to pair them up with another stepmom mm-hmm. that they can communicate with, almost like a buddy system. Yeah. Because I, I think that's one of the things that really lacks with step parents is a feeling of someone understands what I'm going through. Yes. Um, and I have an amazing group of mom friends, but none of them are stepmoms. Yeah. And so when I am, you know, maybe venting about a situation, they can empathize, yeah. but they can't give me advice because they're not in it. So yeah. Um, yeah. So we're kind of revamping the uh, stepmom method um, to create more of like an intimate setting and build um, connection and relation and more of like a family setting um, with me kind of encompassing it. So um, yeah, so I'm excited to see how that works out. And then of course I do um, individual one-on-one coaching outside of the stepmom method as well. I love on your podcast, you say, stay sane, stepmom. Like that's one of my family. I'm like, yes, like it's so good. So I have, uh, I've heard this before and I'd kind of like to hear your take and maybe this is a whole episode. I don't know. Um, for someone who's not a step parent, but you know, we're all like, oh my gosh, happy mother's day. Oh my gosh. Like it's mother's day and look what my kids did and da da da. For a step parent who does not have their own bio child, during Mother's Day and things like that, how do you feel and what what could be said to a step-parent? Like, what could we do? Yeah, so that's such a good question. Um, so for me, obviously, my situation is a little bit different. I do have a bio child, um, so I am a mom. Um, and even when I didn't have Declan, right. I was the mom in okay. the sense to the kids. So 
they I they would either make two gifts or um I mean, I even like the first time they made me a gift and I was like, are you sure you don't want to give this to your mom? And they're like, no, we want it for you. And I think a lot of times I was always like, no, 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 give it to your mom. But now I'm like, you know what? If you want to give it to me, I'm not going to turn down a gift. But to go back to your question, um, there is actually a stepmother's day. Oh. And it's actually the Sunday after Mother's Day. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So Mother's Day is that first Sunday in May. Okay. I don't even know. So (laughs) yeah, Mother's Day is the first Sunday in May and stepmother's day is the second Sunday in May. So, um, if you have a stepmom in your life, Mm. um, if you want to acknowledge the stepmom on mother's day, you totally can. Um, but there is also a stepmother's day and I think it's relatively new. I think, you know, you get like this national, like, donut day thing. I think someone petitioned for a stepmother's day and they got it. So, um, yeah. So if you want to create or send flowers to a stepmother, the second Sunday is stepmother's day. Yeah. Because I, one of my girlfriends, you know, she's like, you know, you don't ask for this life. It's you fall into it. And so she's, and it can be really difficult, especially if you have like you fall into high school stepkids. It can be very difficult, and especially if it's full-time and all this stuff. And so she's like, I just feel very, um, like, forgotten and that people don't realize, like, I'm also a mom. Like, I am also a mom, even though I'm the stepmom. Like, don't forget, you know, but it's, like, hard to find that, you know, because, yeah, anyway, I don't even know how to. And it's it's, it's true. I mean, we have, so – uh, this mother's day, we actually have the kids. It's our weekend to have them. And, um, you know, I'm like, Hey, do we want to ask her if she wants to pick up the kids for a few hours? Um, because you know, I mean, they are her kids and it is mother's day. Um, but to assume that she should get them all day would not be fair to me. Right. Right. So it's like, hey, yeah, you can have them for half the day, but also I should get to spend time with them too because I am their mom. I am doing those things. I didn't give birth to them, Mm -hmm. um, but I do mother them. You know, I I do all the mother things. So, um, yeah, I would just, for anyone who's a stepmom that is struggling with that day, um, if you don't want to feel like you need to compete with the bio mom, don't compete with the bio mom. Take the stepmom day as your day. And always do it that way. Say you can have the kids on mother's day, but the next Sunday we'll switch or however you need to do it and have that be your day and, um, make it a big deal on that day because, you know, as a stepmom, you do deserve to be, um, acknowledged and get the flowers or the breakfast in bed or whatever it is that you want. So, um, yeah. So I would just encourage any stepmoms listening to, um, don't, don't fight for mother's day. If, if it's going to become a thing, cause it yeah. can become a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just take the next Sunday and make it really all about you. Right. Totally. I love that. And you've interviewed quite a few women on your podcast and I listened to those episodes. I thought it was awesome because one per- in particular, I don't know names, but go back and listen because you guys, you're going to get all different perspectives. Someone who was a crazy bio mom to the yeah. stepmom. And then like she learned and grew through that. So you kind of hear both sides, which I love. Like, 
What a great gift to give people, I think. Yeah, well, and I think it's important that people understand the dynamics um, that goes into having a blended family. Um, Personally, I think the word um, stepmom is kind of like, it kind of has a bad connotation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's because of Disney movies. Let's yeah, be honest. It's true, which I love Disney. So, yeah. But, you know. But, like, even my I, daughter, she said that. She's like, you'll be an evil stepmother. Like, she yeah. has this. In, I'm like, you don't even know. Like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, I and it's interesting because it, it really is just, it's two families, right? So mm-hmm. you have this family over here and this family over here. And, you know, no one's step. I, it, to me, when I hear step, it's like, I think they're stepping on someone else's toes. Mm. And I don't, I mean, yes, I, I'm sure there are some situations, but I think if, you know, you just take it for what it is, is that you're the mom in this household and she's the mom in that household, or you're the dad in this household and he's the dad in that household. And I, I think that that is a better approach to take it, but I want everyone to understand, you know, like there, there are like phrases that can be offensive. Um, yeah. You know, like the word nuclear family, that was one that was used quite a bit. And mm. it's actually kind of offensive um, because it implies that unless you're, it's the first family. Yeah. Um, unless you're a first family, you're coming, you're a broken family. And mm. I think that that's a wrong mindset to tell kids. Mm-hmm. You're, you come from a broken family. Yeah. No, yeah. you come from a blended family. Mm-hmm. You have two moms who love you or two dads who love you if yeah. you're blended, yeah. you know? So, um, or, you know, sometimes people tell stepmoms, well, this is what you signed up for. Well, is it though? Like, <laughs> you're like, well, you, you know, I ideally mean, you know, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe, I mean, yeah, sure. I knew I was marrying a guy with kids, but does that mean that I don't get to have bad days? Like, right. So, yes. yeah. So I think with the podcast, I try to um, incorporate different perspectives. So it's not just mine. Um, I've interviewed a couple, a husband and wife, who are blended. And they've talked on the show. Um, I've interviewed, like you were saying, um, a bio mom who was high conflict, um, I've interviewed non-step parents. Yeah. Um, I've interviewed people who have had step parents, but they're not. A, so it's, yeah. I just want to just bring awareness to this whole dynamic as a whole. Yeah. Um, Positive light. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And your kids, I don't know if this is where we should go with this, but like your kids, like, you know, three years ago being like, okay, this is my full time mom like was that a weird transition for them where they're acting out like what what like and then how long did that last you know yeah so I think because they were so young Mm. um it wasn't as hard of a transition for them um obviously the youngest um was two so she doesn't remember her parents Mm -hmm. being married at all right um so whenever she thinks of her dad and mom, she thinks her dad and me because uh-huh. she didn't understand yeah. that concept that those two were married. Right. Um, and then, you know, our middle, he was 
four. So he's a little older, but still not like fully understood. When I was pregnant, there was a lot of questions about, you know, when they were born and how they were born and who gave birth to them. Yes. And the oldest knew, um, but the younger two didn't really understand that I was not the one that gave birth to them. Wow. They wanted to see their um, ultrasound photos. Wow. And I was like, guys, I didn't, I don't have that. Like I didn't give birth to you. Yeah. Um, And so I think they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, your mom gave birth to you. And so that's wild. There's a lot of questions surrounding that for them because yeah. they just assumed that yes. I had, yeah. um, which is weird when you think about it. Um, that is... but yeah, they didn't really, um, struggle very much. Um, I think, or like tantrums. Yeah. We really didn't have, um, any of that. The oldest, uh, he definitely, he was the only one that I think struggled to some degree. Um, I remember he asked why, um, his dad and mom weren't going to get back together. Why, why didn't they get to live together anymore? Right. And why weren't they? Um, which is pretty common. Yeah. And, you know, we, my husband explained it to him and, um, that was really the only conversation that has ever been brought up. Mm. Um, again, I think because of our situation and the kids being removed, yeah. from her home, um, it kind of alleviates yeah. a lot of the confusion because yeah. now to them, this is their home. Yeah. They don't have two separate homes. This is their home. And then when they see their mom, they go to her parents' house. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I just think our situation is very different, but I know that that's very common. And especially if kids are older, like nine, 10 ages, um, you know, I, I was coaching a mom and a uh, stepmom and she was referencing the fact that when she, so she actually moved into the home, um, oh. and it was very difficult because mm. she was making changes and the daughter was like, well, that's not where we put the cups. Right. And so we were having a conversation and it's like, you need to understand. So for her mindset, you are coming into her home mm-hmm. and you are making changes in her home and she doesn't understand why these changes need to be met. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about it and I'm like, obviously if change your bedspread, whatever you need to do in your room. But if it's like a common area, try not to make too big of changes. Like don't get a new couch, maybe get new throw pillows. Don't, you know, change like where everything slow. in the kitchen is. Correct. Um, because to a kid, that's their home and they yeah. don't know what's wrong with the way it is. So yeah. I know that that does happen for um, older age kids um, and teenagers and things like that. Or like kids um, saying, you're not my real mom. Like you can't tell me that, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not to that age yet yeah, with my kids. Right. I mean, I, I very well, it could happen yeah, as right. they become teenagers. Um, I don't think it will because I have been so that disciplinary person for them for pretty much their whole life. So it would be, it would not be uncommon for them to, for me to discipline them. Right. Right. I think that's, I, I generally think that happens more when a stepmom is trying to enforce rules or boundaries 
Um, and the kid is like, you know, Hey, you're not in my life. So I don't have to listen to you. You haven't been in my life long enough. So I don't have to listen to you. Right. Um, lucky for me, that's, that's not our case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so tell me who, who the book is for, who the course is for. And I just think like the podcast is just awesome. So anyone should listen to that. Um, but like, who would you say like, okay, if you are this, this, and this, you've got to contact Jocelyn and here's how you contact me, but like, who's it for? Yeah. So, um, any step parent in general, I would say, um, all of this is for you. Um, but, uh, new stepmom, oh, any stepmom in general. I mean, even if you've been a stepmom for years, I think the course can help you. Um, because I think we talk about such a generic, um, thing. And then I really hone it into being personal. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is, I would say for a new stepmom or someone who's engaged to being a stepmom. Um, you know, I, I, I love my husband and I love my stepkids and I love my family, but, um, it really is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 70% of marriages, normal marriages end in divorce. So 70% of families are blended families and the percentage of second marriages lasting is very minuscule. I think it's like five, 10%, something crazy. So, um, it is important if you are dating someone with kids or you're engaged with someone with kids that you're very clear about your expectations, your wants, your needs. Is he going to put you before the kids? Are you a team? Are you disciplining? So these type of things I think is what needs to be, um, discussed prior to jumping in because it's not going to be like a normal first family. You're not going to be a normal first family and you're going to deal with things that, you know, most first families don't have to deal with. Um, Most newlyweds don't have to deal with. So, um, yeah, I think just trying to create, um, awareness for any and all. So do you feel like, you know, your faith, like if without like Jesus, would you be like, I don't know, like, uh, this would have been over a while ago. I don't know. Even in any marriage, like that's how I feel. But for you, what was the thing? Like, did you guys do therapy or counseling? Like, do you, um, and then like, do you feel like your faith like has kept you together? Yeah. I mean, obviously my faith is a big thing, um, for both my husband and I, I, uh, don't talk about it as much, um, on my podcast or my social media, not because, um, it's not an important role to me. Um, but I know it doesn't resonate with everyone, but for me, it is something that has led me to where I am. You know, I, I think we operate in a different way, um, because of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the whole situation we went through, um, with CWS, I mean, we were on our knees praying every night. Yeah. So I, I definitely think without my faith, I probably wouldn't be here, but also I would look at marriage different probably too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, for me, I think marriage is a one and done thing. Um, so I might look at it a little bit different and feel like when it's getting hard, it would be easier Just to leave, out. even yeah. though, yeah, yeah, even though that's not how I feel. So, yeah. um, yeah. So my faith has been a big role. Yeah. Um, in our situation. Yeah. I, so, I mean, 
everyone's on their own journey in life. And mm-hmm. I just know for me and <laughs> my journey, I would not be sticking around if I didn't have that. And I don't know how people do. I'm like, ha ah, yeah. I feel like I can't be alone in this. Yeah. So yeah. thank God. It's definitely hard. I mean, there's nights where I'm just like, okay, God, like take it over because I sure can't do it. Seriously. I feel like that often. So, <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us today, you guys. Okay. So Jocelyn, how can we find you? How can we get a hold of you? Give us all of your information so they can contact you to get in the inside. Yeah. So you can listen to my podcast. It's called the Daily Stem on Podcast on anywhere podcasts are played, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all the things. So um, that's the podcast. Uh, my Instagram is probably the best way to get in touch with me. And it's Daily Stepmom. Just know that. Just Daily Stepmom. And then um, my website is thedailystepmom.com. So you can go there. It shoots me an email um, and I can respond. Um, But I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's probably the best way to find me. Um, And I would love to connect with any stepmoms or anyone who's not even a stepmom and you just have questions. Um, I love having dialogue. Or maybe even, I don't know if that you've actually done a podcast on this yet, but um, if you were raised by a stepmom, and like maybe that dynamic and maybe that person has insight on how, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 On how they felt or, yeah. or like even tips. stuff they're still dealing with. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. a good episode. I would love it. So, so if reach there's out. anyone who wants to share that, message me. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and sharing all of your intimate details. Like I just love, I love when women get on here and they just share their heart, share their story because it by sharing your story, you help somebody else, you impact a life and then like really honestly help them share their story and know that what you went through, what you're going through, what your, how your journey in life has gone. It's, it's not to be covered up, but it could then bless somebody. And that's what you really have done. Like true in my, I don't know, my opinion, but <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So wait, well, really quickly. Being here. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, so, um, before we go, what does um, leadership kind of mean to you? Yeah, so for me, um, I don't know. I just feel like the mom is kind of the head of the ship. The mom makes sure everything runs smoothly. And, you know, as a stepmom, I think um, that can be a little more difficult. Um, but to know that I am able to pour love on these kids every single day and I'm able to pour into them and help guide them and direct them and raise them to be who God called them to be. Like that is, I'm leading my ship to, to the next, the next level, you know, yeah. I mean, we're going to that next spot in life. And, um, that's really what I want to do. I just want to love on these kids and let them know that they're safe and that they can go anywhere that they want. Like yeah. the, the, the journey's theirs. Yeah, I love it. You are definitely leading so well and you're an example to everybody. So thanks for joining us. Well, have a good Thank day. You. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us know. I love hearing from you guys. Tag me on Instagram at Meredith underscore Franklin and make sure to subscribe and leave me a review and tell us what you loved most about this podcast. Don't forget to send this episode to someone in your life who you know needs to hear this message. 
I love adding value to all of you. Thank you so much for listening and sharing. It means the world to me. 